You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to my basement on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris, and you are in Socks in the Basement. Going on for just under two years, Socks in the Basement has been the podcast that each and every week brings you 30 minutes of socks for fans by fans. Since the world has turned recently, we're also giving you a full and complete 2020 simulated season using MLB The Show and brought to you proudly by Cork and Carey at the park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. Remember to support them and get some great food using Grubhub or CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. So let's talk about this simulated season today. Let's take a look around the league before this game starts off. Right now, the Chicago White Sox are three games back from the Minnesota Twins in the American League Central. The Twins are 26-12, while the Sox are 23-15. The Indians are behind the White Sox at 24-17, so they're close, about a half game back. The Royals at 15-23 and 23 and the Tigers at 13-25 and 25 continue to fall back. It's a three-team race, and it's exciting. Around the rest of the American League, in the West, the Angels continue to lead over the Astros by five games. The Angels have a 27-10 record. The Astros, or Asterix as I like to call them, 23-16. The Rangers were down, and the Sox beat them up about three weeks ago, but they are almost back to 500 now and have moved from 5th to third place and sit at 18 and 20, nine and a half back. In the East, the Yankees control the division at 25 and 13, while the Blue Jays at 20 and 18 are in second place, five games back. The Red Sox one more game back, sitting even at 500 at 20 and 20. We're going out west right now. A National League game, game two of a three-game set against the San Francisco Giants. Sox victorious last night. Let's see what they do tonight. Sox, Giants, West Coast. Next. Welcome to Oracle Park in beautiful San Francisco, California, where the White Sox at 23 and 15 take on the 10 and 28 San Francisco Giants. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti from Sox in the Basement. This game brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Use Grubhub or go direct to Cork and Carry at the Park.com. And Johnny Cueto, after taking a year off, is back on the mound. Successful surgery, eight starts so far, one and four record, 5.28 earned run average, 44 and a third innings with a whip of 1.40. He has 21 strikeouts to 10 walks. Tim Anderson back in the lineup after a night off last night. Larry Garcia filled in nicely for him at shortstop. He did have one error, but he was four for four in his first four at bats, finishing four for six. And definitely a candidate for player of the game. Cueto throws this one over the top of Anderson's bat for a swinging strike. 0-1 the count, and the game is underway. Giants have lost seven straight at this point. All to American League Central teams. The Indians swept them, the Twins swept them, and the White Sox won last night. Now this one's ripped down the third baseline. Fair ball rolling into the corner in left field. Anderson around already to second base. Will be standing there as the ball hits the infield. A leadoff double for T.A., 12 doubles so far in the season for him. And the White Sox are underway immediately. They had a leadoff hit to start things off yesterday. 
It was from this man, Larry Garcia, who's hitting 300 now after his four for six evening last night at short. Tonight, he's playing center field for Luis Robert, who's taking the night off. And he's in the two spot instead of the leadoff spot. Takes a high strike called 0-1 the count. Anderson with a lead. Cueto checks him. The pitch on the way. Outside slider. Hits the zone 0-2. Next pitch low and inside on a changeup. 1-2 the count. Cueto checking Anderson. Now the pitch. Jammed him. It's going to be a soft line drive. Picked up on the one hop and over to first. It was over at short, so Anderson had to hesitate and could not advance for fear of being tagged out. So nobody's advancing over on that one. There's one out here in the top of the first inning, and Jose Abreu comes up. He's sitting on 10 home runs and 27 RBI, hitting 285. Average has gone up in the last couple of days. Abreu did not take kindly to the fact that the Giants pitched around Juan Mancada in the two-spot yesterday to get to him. Today, Mancada's out. Regularly scheduled day off. Danny Mendick will be filling in at third base, hitting further down the order. 0-1 to Abreu. Cueto with the next offering. Swung on and missed on a changeup outside. Quickly 0-2 on Abreu. Cueto's hitting the zone, which is something that Giants pitchers could not do last night. So I'm sure he's a welcome change for his manager. Chop down the first baseline, slow roller. They're both going to get to the bag at the same time, but Abreu is a step behind as Brandon Belt, unassisted threes, able to run down the line and get it and run back. And Aloy Jimenez comes up with two outs and a man on third, and Anderson, who advanced. 11 home runs, and he leads the team with 31 RBIs. Hitting 276. First offering ripped deep down the third baseline, hooking foul. Feels like he's consistently looking for the big hit early. Trying to just yank it out and then shortens up. So far, it's worked out well for him. But there is a pattern. When pitchers figure it out, he may run into trouble. Change up low misses 1-0 as Jimenez holds off on that one. Nice evening tonight. Shadows already across most of the field. Swung on and missed on a off-speed pitch tailing away low and outside. One and two the count. Cueto showing good movement early. He's got two outs here after the leadoff double. He goes outside with a slider. Jimenez holds off it. Patrick Johnson is your home plate umpire tonight. Stands in there devoid of any facial hair. He looks like a baby. Two and two the count is even. The pitch on the way. Outside four, Seamer just misses. According to Babyface Johnson, three and two, the count is full. Rondell's on deck. He's back in the lineup after a night off. James McCann did well. Did well catching Dylan Cease, who had a good game. And now a swing and an outside slider that was clearly going to be ball four. A very animated Cueto comes off the mound with his fist in the air, both of them. Hey, Johnny, it's only midway through the first. No score. Gio Gonzalez comes in. He's got seven starts and a 3-0 record. 4.38 earned run average. 37 innings pitch with 36 hits. 15 walks for a 1.38 whip and 40 strikeouts. Let me tell you something. He's been pitching well. Although, some think this could be his last start for the White Sox. 
Rumors abound that Michael Kopech could be coming up, and it would be on Thursday in his spot. Could also be on Friday for Reynaldo Lopez, who goes tomorrow. Kopech could also end up in the bullpen, so we don't know where this is going to go. Gio's just got to block all that out and pitch for his team. High fastball misses, 1-0 the count. Gonzalez's big knack is, look at the stats on the face, it looks really good, but he has had many games where he can't get through the fourth or fifth inning. Several, in fact. He pitches very high up in his count. He's not going to be the kind of guy that's going to be able to go very deep into games. He's, uh, he's somewhere between four and six innings for you when he comes out. This one's charged down the third baseline, hooking foul a few sections before the pole. Two and one to the leadoff man, Wilmer Flores, hitting 276, who had a rough night last night against the Sox. And the lefty, Gonzalez, misses close on the outside corner. Three and one now the count. Red Sox got their revenge already earlier today against the Yankees, winning three to two. That series has evened up this weekend. As a high four-seam fastball misses, and Gonzalez puts on the lead runner. And that right there is the complaint against him. Too many base runners, too many pitches thrown. Austin Slater gets a start tonight. The righty's hitting 240. Sitting in the two-hole. As Grandal puts down the sign, and the pitch is on the way. Charged in the left field. That one is near the pole, but hooks just foul. So that's the second batter to get around quick on a Gonzalez pitch. The next offering... Swung on and missed a four-seam fastball high and outside, but in the zone. 0-2, he went right underneath it. The 0-2 pitch on the way from Gonzalez. Misses outside on a 12-6 curve. Slater does not bite. I wonder if his middle name starts with a C. Is he A.C. Slater? I have to ask Austin Slater that. Fouls off a four-seam fastball behind home plate. 1-2 the count remains. Probably like Austin Charles Slater. I got to look this up now. Swung on and miss. It's a drop third strike. He isn't even going to run. They're just going to tag him while he stands there and puts his head down. First pitch to Hunter Pence is outside for a ball. 1-0 the count. He's hitting 237 with four home runs and 12 RBIs. His OPS is under 700. It's 672. That's not good for a three hitter. The righty stands in all jittery. He moves constantly inside the batter's box. He rips this one down to first base. Abreu with a spin move over to Anderson, back to Abreu. One of the prettiest 3-6-3 double plays you'll ever see. Caught it, spun through. Anderson caught it on the move and threw it back after one. No score. Yasmani Grandal now comes to the plate. 252 average, nine home runs, 26 RBIs. His nine homers put him fourth on this team, trailing Abreu. Jimenez and Encarnacion. There's a shift on for him as he stands in the left-handed box against a right-handed pitcher. Third base is over at short. Short stops behind second. Second base is in shallow right. Cueto throws a changeup low. It gets by one and one the count. They're underway in Los Angeles. The Padres and the Dodgers. We get the Padres next on Monday in San Diego. 2-1 as that pitch misses the Grandal outside. Next one low, he takes it. 3-1 the count. So he's ahead in the count against a quickly moving Johnny Cueto. Cueto, an animated pitcher who comes to the plate very quickly. Compact delivery, misses outside on a four-seam fastball. He wanted it. 
stares in at the umpire, came halfway into the plate. Now looks at the ball like, what's wrong with this thing? I think I'm throwing it right. Do what you're supposed to do, ball. Rondell's down at first with a walk, and Nomar Mazzaro's average has gone up by 20 points in the last week, sitting 215. Has four home runs in the last eight days. A slider inside, 0-1. He didn't even play in all those games. He's 0-1 right now, waiting for the pitch from Cueto. Chop the second base, a slow roller. They're going to put the tag on Grandal, who does not slow down enough. He can't avoid the swipe, and then it's thrown over to first base. A nifty play, Yasmani. I don't think he thought they'd be able to get the tag on him. They got him. Danny Mendick comes up, hitting 247 in the seventh spot tonight. With two outs in the top of the second. Swings on the first one, over to third base side. It just misses. Almost went over to bag there. It's foul. 0-1. Changeup outside, 1-1. One one. Cueto's changeup is about 79 to 80 miles per hour. So it still looks like it's got a lot of movement when it comes off, and it's rather quick. Throws a slider outside at 83. He's a hard-throwing pitcher with glorious hair running down the back of his neck. The 2-1-2 out pitch. Slider low, misses, ball three, three and one with Nick Madrigal. who's seen a big bump in his batting average recently, hitting 237, waiting in the eighth spot. Swung on, it's sent out deep in the left field, tailing back towards the wall. It will be on the track and caught in front of this crazy wall they have there with the trains that stick up and change the dimensions a little bit. Right up against the caboose, he caught it. No score going to the bottom of the second. Mendick gave it a ride. Evan Longoria had a pinch hit last night. He's hitting 243. He's playing today. And he's in the four spot. So against the lefty, Longoria is batting tonight. Gonzalez into the line, throws one low and outside. 1 0 the count. Longoria is hitting 444 in his last three games. I think that includes last night, where I think he I think he walked, so that doesn't count in his average. Flies this one out in the left center field. Leary gets over and catches it. That's one out. Let's go around the infield in case you didn't catch where everybody was tonight. Rondal's behind the plate. Abreu's at first. Mandrigal's at second. Anderson's at short. Danny Mendick in at third base, giving Juan Mancada a night off. Aloy Jimenez is in left. Larry Garcia's given a night off to... Luis Robert in center field and Nomar Mazaros in right. Gio Gonzalez, your lefty starting pitcher with one out in the second, delivers the Brandon Belt and puts him down in the dirt. Throws that one up and in at his face. Got away from him there. So the lefty puts the other lefty down. There's a shift on for Belt. He broke up the shift last night with a double down the third base line as everybody is on the other side of the field basically for him. The flags are moving out there in right field again where the bay is. Right now it seems to be pulling from the right field pole to the left field pole straight across. We've seen it move. Last night it did it several times. Flies out to left center. This time Jimenez will call off Garcia. And there's two gone. Buster Posey's hitting six in this lineup, hitting 351 with five homers and 17 RBIs. His on base percentage is 417. That's seventh in the National League. The one thing about these interleague things, if they play so many games against each other, 
Does it really even matter who's leading in the National League and who's leading in the American League? Shouldn't it just be major leagues at a total? But then again, maybe you got to go to the full, oh, everybody gets a DH then. It's interesting. I feel like baseball's on the precipice of some kind of change soon with that. Swung on and missed. He's 0-2 quickly. Swung in an outside pitch that was out of the zone, then swings at one that's high and in. Neither pitch was in the zone, both swinging strikes. Gonzalez goes high on him again. This time he lays off 1-2 and two on the four-seam fastball. Gio's on 20 pitches here with a 1-2 and two count with two outs here on the bottom of the second. That's more efficient than he normally is early in a game. Swung on and missed, a drop third strike. Rondell takes his time and throws it down. Posey's retired. And after two, we still have no score here in San Francisco. One hit by the Sox, none by the Giants. A slow start for both offenses early on. We start off the third inning with Nick Madrigal, so it's time for me to tell you all about the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. Family Waterproofing Solutions is veteran-owned and female-owned. They're on the southwest side of Chicago, but they cover pretty much all of northern Illinois and northwest Indiana. You want to go check them out. There's a changeup below the knees. is called the ball 1-0 to Mandrigal. Cueto into the line quickly to next pitch. Swung on and chopped up the middle. A slow roller going to be a difficult play for Crawford. He almost overthrows Belt at first base. A bang-bang play and a possible infield hit go for naught as Mads is a half a step away. Very close at first base. Gio Gonzalez comes up with one out. He's got a hit. Gio has hit before, though. Spent some time in the National League. He's got one out here. The top of the third swings and misses at a changeup. Low and out of the zone. 0-1 the count. Cueto shakes off the first sign. Gets what he wants. Throws a high fastball. Gonzalez lays off it. 1-1 the count. Gonzalez now swings at a low changeup. Same pitch that he chased the first time. It was out of the zone that time. It's out of the zone this time. 1-2 the count. And now a strike right down the middle and a slider freezes him. He's a pitcher. What do you expect? Second strikeout for Cueto. Two gone here in the third. Remember, Family Waterproofing Solution has had socks in the basement deals. Make sure you ask about those. Make sure you check out the option to have them do the estimates with a video feed. They want to keep your family safe. They want you at ease. They'll do whatever it is that helps you the most. And then don't forget that a portion of the proceeds from every job goes to first responders and veterans organizations. Good people to work with. Details coming up here midway through to third. With two outs in the top of the third, Tim Anderson's 1-0. Outside changeup misses from Cueto, 2-0 now. Anderson came into the game 10th in the American League in doubles and hit one already in this game. So he may have moved up the list. I got to get that in front of me. Swings at this one and charges it over to second base. Scooped up and sent over to first. T.A. remains the only hit in this ball game between both teams as we go to the bottom of the third with no score in San Francisco. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, 
Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. The left-handed Brandon Crawford steps in, hitting 279. Made a sharp play at short last inning on Nick Mandrigal. He's three for 15 lifetime with four strikeouts against Gio Gonzalez, and he swings and misses at the first offering. 0-1 the count. Gonzalez started the inning with 21 pitches after two. The next one's low and inside on a 12-6 curve taken. 1-1 the count. I believe Gonzalez, Lopez, and Cease are all very aware that the White Sox want to get Michael Kopech up here as this one slapped over to short. Anderson just lobs it over to first. He has plenty of time. 6-3 put out. Steven Duggar's going to come up, standing on the left side of the plate. The changeup hits the outside corner against him. 0-1 the count. The real question with Kopech is if he's coming up next week, and if he does, will he be in the bullpen first? A 1-1 pitch on the way. A strike on a four-seamer. High in the zone, 1-2 and two taken. And the reason why I say he could end up in the bullpen is that this staff overall has been very good. Overall, the White Sox pitching staff coming into this series still leads the majors in the least amount of hits given up by an entire staff. And the lowest Walks and hits per innings pitched. The lowest whip. 3-2 full count after a ball misses low and outside to Duggar, who now lifts this one in the shallow left field. Jimenez comes in, and he'll make the catch. There's two gone. Johnny Cueto comes up with two outs in the bottom of the third. He's got a 125 batting average. And he immediately puts this one in the right center field. Coming on is Mazzara. He will make a difficult play, but he'll get it. <laughs> Imagine if your first hit of the game was to the pitcher on the other team. That would have been embarrassing. We're through three. No score here in San Francisco. Larry Garcia will lead off the fourth inning. Hitting in the two spot tonight. He grounded out earlier. He's 0 for 1. Johnny Cueto's got 36 pitches under his belt. As he kicks off the top of the fourth with a slider at the knees called a strike. Larry was acquired from the Rangers originally, but spent his entire Major League career with the White Sox. So a minor league acquisition that became a Major League ball player. And he was acquired in 2013. This is his seventh season. Outside changeup misses, 2-1 and one the count. I remember when he first came up, he was part of the Flying Garcias. We had three of them on the roster that were playing regularly at the time. And... Now, he's the only one left. He made it. 2-1 pitch, swung on and missed. 2-2, two two, the count is even. I don't know if I would have believed that if you would have told me that years ago. The switch hitter now rips this one up the middle. That's a base hit. And he's on first, leading off the fourth. Nice piece of hitting. He almost took Cueto's head off. As he put it right back at him. Claps towards his own dugout. And Jose Abreu's coming up to the plate. Abreu's 0 for 1. 
First pitch is chopped to third, a slow roller. They're going to try for second for Garcia and go over to first. And they're going to say they got them both. I believe they got a Brayu, but that's really close at second. Sox are waiting to see if they're going to go to the replay here. You see him in the dugout. It looks like they're going to let Jimenez come up and hit with two outs. So from the naked eye, it looked like he was safe, Garcia. But the call is going to be, and Jimenez is taking his time here. As you can see them talking on the phone, umpire was looking over to see if the Sox are going to challenge. They're not. Two outs here in the top of the fourth after that double play. And Aloy Jimenez swings and misses at a changeup at the knees. 0-1 the count. Next pitch outside on a slider. 1-1 the count is even. The pitch. Swung on and missed the changeup low at inside. Cueto's using a lot of changeups. He sets up the fastball now instead of going fastball, fastball, fastball like he did before the surgery. Now an outside slider tailing away and Jimenez chases it. He chased that same pitch in his first at bat to strike out. Cueto gets him again. A crafty veteran like this needs you to prove you won't go after it before he keeps going to the well. That was veteran pitching there in the top of the fourth inning against Aloy Jimenez from Johnny Cueto. He set him up the exact same way he set him up in his first at bat and he got the same result. Somebody's got to sit Aloy down and say this is what he's doing because he's going to do it to you again. Wilmer Flores let off this game. He made an out. Sitting 276. He's up for the second time here to lead off the bottom of the fourth inning. Gio Gonzalez throws a ball high and outside for his 31st pitch. I'm sorry, 32nd pitch of his outing here in the bottom of the fourth inning. He's 2-0 now with a pitch outside. Gonzalez into the wind. Swung on and missed. Change up. He took something off and put it on the outside corner in the zone. Flores was way out in front, 2-1 now. Now he goes inside and freezes him on a fastball, 2-2. Two two. Nice pitch by Gonzalez there. He's working a little quicker with Grandal today. Fouls off a changeup. Count remains even. The Indians won their game today. They're hot on their heels, trying to get second place back. He took it from about three and a half weeks ago. The Twins continue to stay out in front. Indians beat the Tigers in Detroit 7-5. That game is now final. Ground ball to Gonzalez. He cuts it off, actually. It was on its way to Mandrigal. He decided it was moving too slowly, so he cuts it off on the high hop and gets it over to Abreu, one out in the bottom of the fourth inning. And here comes A.C. Slater, Austin Slater. The righty's 0 for 1. And Gonzalez wasting no time. Delivers a strike. Nope, a ball. Close pitch on the inside corner. Slater's last appearance, he was 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Sends this one down the third baseline foul. 1-1 the count, one out in the bottom of the fourth, no score. Check swing on the changeup. They're going to say he didn't go around, 2-1 the count. And now a 12-6 curveball misses. Hitters count at 3-1. Toronto and Oakland now finally underway. They actually started later for some reason. They're in the first inning, 1-0 Toronto. Snow cone catch on a line drive down the first baseline by Abreu. Saves extra bases and retires the second batter of the inning. And Hunter Pence will come up now with two outs. Nice play by Abreu. So two quick outs now. Next one's lined in the center field. You can cancel the postgame show. First hit, first base runner for Gio comes with two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. On a comebacker from Hunter Pence right over his head. 
And Gonzalez was lucky to get his head down there because it was going right at his head until he ducked. Longoria comes up with a runner on first and two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. The first pitch from Gonzalez to him is an outside four-seam fastball that misses. An early evening game here. They got started earlier than normal for some reason. We're probably going to get sunlight for most of the time we're out here as this one's lifted deep into left field. Way back is Jimenez. He jumps and he cannot get it. The geysers are going off as Longoria hits a two-run home run. So Gio Gonzalez doesn't give up a hit for three and two-thirds innings. And now with two outs at the bottom and a fourth, a base hit and a two-run home run, and the Giants have the lead two to nothing. Longoria gets this out to the second row. Jimenez actually leapt, hoping he can get a piece of that ball and hung up there long enough. But it's just going to get over the outreach glove. Bounced into the second row after hitting the railing. Brandon Bell comes up. The lefty fouls off this first pitch. 0-1 the count. So the Sox trail, 2-0. With this offense, I'm not worried. Not yet, although Johnny Cueto's been pretty solid. Swung on and missed on a 12-6 curve. Two strikes now. Belt has 37 hits so far, and it's third on his team. Sitting in the five spot in the lineup. Pops him up. Grandal called for this to go inside. It does end up inside, and then Gonzalez waves off everybody, including Abreu, to make the catch himself. Gave up a two-run home run, and the Sox, after four, trail by two. Leading off the top of the fifth inning will be Asmani Grandal. He walked in a second. Johnny Cueto sitting on 46 pitches here as he gets into the top of the fifth, and now he's got a two-run lead after a two-run home run in the last half inning. Here on the top of the fifth, we are in the DP3 Tech fifth inning. And Socks in the basement, DP3 Tech partnered with Microsoft and came up with a better way to do things. Forget your Zoom, forget your Facebook Messenger. We're talking one button, talk to anybody, get everybody on. Have a nice smooth work from any location type deal. Big companies, small companies, move the stuff over and get your own systems involved in it. They can actually move your own systems from your work into their system and vice versa. They got a great way of setting things up. You can share things with a button with anybody on the screen. It's a new way to do things in a new world. And details coming up here halfway through the fifth. Ground ball into right field. He beat the shift they had against him, and Grandal's on with a single. That ball found the perfect spot between Belt at first. The second baseman is sitting back in shallow right. He dives at it, and it finally rolls out to the right fielder. So Grandal beats a shift, hitting right into it. And Nomar Mazara is 0 for 1 and steps up to the plate. Cueto throws him a high four-seamer that misses 1-0 the count. Seeing as how it is the DP3 Tech fifth inning, we're going to open up a new beer here in the broadcast booth. Low changeup goes for a ball, 2-0. Nothing fancy tonight, folks. I'm just having Miller lights. Got to watch my waistline, putting on the Pandemic 45. 2-0 count to Mazzara. Swung on and in the gap between first and second again. Now it gets overrun in right field. Grandal's going first to third, and he doesn't do that often. A base hit by Mazzara, and there's two on with no out for the White Sox who come roaring back after that two-run home run given up to give themselves an inning, and they will threaten now. Danny Mendick comes up with no outs in the top of the fifth inning. Grandal... Had to jump over the ball. It goes in between his legs. Belt can't make the play. 
He gets underneath his glove and rolls out in the right field and gets overrun. So the right fielder's got to go back and grab it. By that time, Grandal realized that he chugs into third base, first and third now, with no outs on the hit from Mazzara. Mendick takes a changeup low and inside. 0-1 the count. Andy Mendick's only hitting 200 even with runners in scoring position, which is surprising to me because I've seen him get some big hits with guys on. So maybe I only remember the good times with Danny. He is in quite a battle for regular playing time with Nick Madrigal, and they're both in the lineup with each other today. Mads is on deck. When Madrigal came up, Mendick turned it on. Madrigal got off to a slow start, and Mendick won that job back. Then Madrigal got another chance, did well. They put Mendick in, and he went nuts and started hitting home runs. Back and forth, but they're motivating each other. 0-2, though, the count right now to Mendick. Swung on and sent to right field. Off the glove of Belt. The only play is over at first, and he can't get Mendick by the time he recovers and gets it over to Cueto. Three balls hit between first and second base. Right between the players there, down the line. One gets through on a seeing-eye single against the shift. The second one gets through under Grandal's legs and gets run over or overrun by the right fielder. This one goes off of Belt's gloves. He dives towards the second base side and he pushes it behind the mound. By the time he recovers, grabs that ball and throws it, everybody's safe and a run is scored. It's 2-1 to one Giants. The Sox get a run and Nick Mandrigal takes a strike down the middle, 0-1 as he stands up there. Next pitch is lifted down the right field line. A foul ball. 0-2. Cueto goes low and outside. Mads holds off. 1-2. Mandrigal's starting to figure things out. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's gonna, not going to have slumps. But he's starting to figure it out. Low inside pitch. He lays off 2-2. Two two. Mazara on second. Mendick on first. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled back against the backstop. Count remains even. Inside pitch fought off there. Now this next one is a low fastball below the knees. Call the ball. The count is full to Nick Madrigal. Gio Gonzalez is on deck. It'd be interesting to see if the White Sox, with a chance to score runs against Cueto, might end his day early. The pitch. Inside and he walks him. So the bases are loaded. You're trailing by a run. Gonzalez has been solid so far. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. They're going to let Gio bat. But do you try to suicide squeeze? Do you try a safety bunt? Do you let him swing away and put it into play and hope that you get at least one more run? Swung on and missed and a change. 0-1 the count. Anderson waits on deck. There's no outs here in the top of the fifth inning with the bases loaded. As long as Gonzalez doesn't hit into a double play, which is, I'm sure, what they want, the Giants. Even if he makes it out here, the Sox have the top of the order coming up. Gio swings and misses at a changeup low and inside, 0-2. He's been pitching well, with the exception of the two-run home run with two outs last inning. You don't want to hook him too early, I don't think. Swung on and missed on a two-seamer. He goes down on three pitches, but... You can go back and get ready for the next inning. It's that automatic out that happens sometimes in these National League games. Too early, I think, to pull him out. Fourth strikeout for Cueto, but two of them have been Gio Gonzalez at this point. 
Now T.A. comes up with an out. In the top of the fifth inning and the base is loaded, he wants to do damage. First pitch is low, a slider, 1-0. They're going to try to induce a ground ball here and hope to get two. Anderson's pretty quick, though, down the line. And Madrigal's pretty quick over at first base. Mendix fast, he's at second. Mazzaro's at third. There's speed on board here. A hit is going to score a bunch. Inside, he jammed him and he popped it up the first belt underneath it. Infield fly is called. And there's two gone, and now Leary Garcia hopes to pick up his team as Cueto tries to escape. Cueto gave up three hits immediately. Loads the bases eventually after a run scores. With no outs, the bases were loaded. Gio Gonzalez, the pitcher, comes up and strikes out. Anderson pops up the first. Now 0-1 to Leary Garcia in the left-handed batter's box. He's 1-2 for two today. Pitch number 70 from Cueto. Here in the top of the fifth inning, misses. 1-1 one one the count. These are the moments that change ballgames. Foul back. It was at the knees, would have been questionable. I would probably let that one go by. Garcia, instead of being 2-1, and one, is 1-2. One now he wrists one down the third baseline, hooking just foul. In play, about three feet foul down the third baseline in the outfield. Swung on and missed at a changeup below the knees. It was a ball he went after. He went after the one earlier. Cueto realized that and kept going lower until he got him. The Giants escape but do give up a run. Midway through the fifth, it's 2-1 to one, San Francisco. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Buster Posey's the catcher. He's also the six hitter. He also has a strikeout in this game. He's 0 for 1. He will lead off against Gio Gonzalez here in the fifth inning. Gio's only got 49 pitches. And has been pretty good with the exception of a two-run home run that he gave up last inning. Only two hits in this game for the Giants. They just happened to string them together with a single and a home run. And that's why we're sitting at 2-1. to one. Sox, on the other hand, have many more hits and only have one run. Unable to come up with any more after loading the bases and already getting one in in the last half inning. This ball is lifted out into right field. Mazzara coming in quickly. It's going to drop in front of him. That's a base hit. So Posey's on with a base knock to opposite field and right. Mazzara couldn't get to it. Gave a good effort. And the leadoff man is on. Brandon Crawford, the shortstop, steps in 0 for 1. Fouls back a changeup. Owen won the count. Posey is not really a threat to steal. He's uh, pretty much a station-to-station runner at this point in his career. Changeup low below the knees is swung at and missed. Owen to the count. Crawford's hitting 276. That's third on his team right now. 
Gonzalez gets a comebacker to him. He turns around quickly and throws it to T.A. Over to first. One to six to four. Double play. Gio Gonzalez caught that one on the one hop. Spun quickly and hit T.A. And Steven Duggar now comes up with two outs. 0 for 1 in the game. Lefty on lefty action here. As Gonzalez delivers. A low 12 to 6 curveball in the outside corner that misses. We're going to know the count. Into the wind. Puts one down the middle. Change up. 1 and 1. Change up misses low. 2 and 1 the count. In this late afternoon ball game. Between the Sox and the Giants. It's like twilight out there. A weird start time here in San Francisco. They didn't do a 1 p.m. They didn't do a 7 p.m. It's been a day in the shadows. That one's fouled off 2-2. Two and two. Most of the field now under shadow. This one sent over to third. Scooped by Mendick and sent over to Abreu at first. 5-3 put out. The inning is over. Gonzalez faces the minimum after he's part of a double play. After five, two to one, Giants. Sox have one run on five hits. Giants have two on three. Jose Abreu is 0 for two as we start off the sixth inning. Chasing one in San Francisco. White Sox had men all over the bases last inning in an improbable inning with the bomb of their order really putting it together. When the top of the order came up, they couldn't do anything with it. Abreu's four for 11 lifetime against Cueto. Surprising he has so many at-bats against him when they're not even in the same league. But they have seen each other a lot. One and one the count. Cueto gets in the swing at a slider. Low in the zone, one and two. Next one is ripped to short, scooped out of the air before it hit the ground. Abreu lines out to Crawford on a nifty play. And there's one out here in the top of the sixth inning. Aloya Menez. He's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Both of his strikeouts have been a slider tailing away as the knockout pitch from Cueto. And they were set up by changeups low and inside beforehand. He goes low with a changeup here. 0 and 1 the count. A lot of off-speed pitches from Johnny Cueto. Not really burning him in. That one misses inside on a slider. 1 and 1 the count. Now outside with the slider tailing away. And what does Jimenez do? He goes right after it. He is not seeing that pitch for what it is. He struck out twice on those. He just got the second strike of the at-bat with it. Now Cueto throws a slider outside, but it doesn't get far enough outside. It's funny, it didn't move as much. He threw the slider outside, but he normally gets it, and when it's halfway there, it starts to dive. That one didn't dive, and Eloy Jimenez saw it. 2-2 count. This time it's in the zone, and Jimenez puts it up the middle. Cueto tried to go with the slider again, but it stayed in the zone enough that Jimenez could get it. So that's more on Cueto trying to throw something outside. His catcher, Posey, was set up way outside like he had been in the past. He missed his location, and Jimenez had a long enough bat to reach it this time. He's on with a single, and Yasmani Grandalo had a hit last inning. Is one for one with a walk, and a ball goes in the dirt. Posey blocks it. Jimenez will hold it first. One out in the top of the sixth inning. Johnny Cueto is relying on the changeup a lot, consistently sitting at about 79 miles per hour when he sends it in there. And he must throw two or three of those every at-bat. It's his big pitch, that and a slider. Don't see a lot of fastballs from him. 
A high pitch sent out deep in the right field, way back to the wall, gone! The only question was, was it going to hit the top of that big high brick wall in right field, or was it going to get over? It gets over 375 feet. Yasmani Grandal hits a two-run home run, and the White Sox lead this game 3-2. Big towering shot back to the wall. It's caught in the first row. It does not get out of the ballpark into the bay, but it does get out, and that's going to be it for Johnny Cueto. They didn't like what they saw in his last couple pitches. Remember, he's coming back from surgery. I said it. With Jimenez, he had pinpoint accuracy inside, outside, and then the last two pitches of Jimenez, he's throwing a slider that just wasn't breaking. Jimenez gets the base hit, and then whatever he threw to Grandal looked like an off-speed pitch that he could not keep out of the zone. Hitting the zone in the upper part, and Grandal takes that 79-mile-an-hour changeup and puts it out of here. Sean Anderson comes in, 27 and a third innings pitch with a 5.93 earned run average. 13 strikeouts and 21 walks. That's not a good ratio. The Giants now trail by a run, 3-2. to two. The bases are clear, one out in the top of the sixth inning. After Grandal's two-run home run gives the White Sox the lead. And Mazzara takes an outside fastball for a strike, 0-1 the count. It is hard to keep down this offense for the White Sox. Change-up chop foul, 0-2. Mazzaro starting to get a hit a game. Sometimes multiple hits. He had multiple home runs a few days ago. Check swing there. They're going to check it and say he did not go around. It's a ball high, 1-2 the count on Mazzaro. Who almost went too far on a really bad pitch that was up above his head. Next one's also high. He lays off a two-seamer high and outside, 2-2. Two and two. Outside slider misses three and two the count. Danny Mendick stands on deck with his 253 average. Found his way on last inning. Mazzara's got the count full after going down 0-2 at the beginning. Now pops back a four-seam fastball that was borderline protecting the plate. Will reset. Full count, one out, bottom of the sixth. Sean Anderson misses inside on a slider. Mazzara's going to walk down 90 feet to first. So once again, he's on. He finished last inning, standing on third base. Danny Mendick comes up now. Remember, it was Mazzara who made it first and third on a base hit, getting Grandal over last inning. Grandal scores on the Mendick hit. Sox end up loading the bases before three straight outs. Gio Gonzalez, Tim Anderson and Larry Garcia. In this inning, Abreu, the three-hitter, was the first out before a Jimenez single. And then Grandal comes up and it's a two-run home run. Four-seam fastball, swung on and missed down the middle. One and one the count to Danny Mendick. He's playing third today for Yohan Mankata. I'm sure the Giants are happy he isn't around. They were pitching around him all day yesterday as Mendick rips this one down the third baseline deep into the crowd. That's why they have nets. That would have wiped somebody out. Swung out and missed at a two-seamer inside on the hands. Mendick sat down as Sean Anderson gets the second out of this inning that he did not start. Mazzaro remains on first. And Nick Madrigal comes to the plate 0-for-1. Takes a low slider outside. 1-0 the count. Madrigal's 0-for-1 with a walk. 
Outside, changeup misses, 2-0 oh the count. He's tied for third now in the American League with three triples. He was second in the American League just a couple days ago. Rips this one to third on the one-hop. It's scooped. Sent over to second base. He's safe. Pulled off the bag as they try to get the force out. So Longoria throws it over to second and pulls his second baseman off the bag. Mazzara's in safe. On a close play at second, he would have been out if he could have stayed on the bag. He gets pulled off the bag, and now he got two on and two out in the top of the sixth inning. But Gio Gonzalez is up. He takes a high inside fastball, 1-0. There are guys warming in the bullpen. But in the end, Renteria wants to keep his starter in the game. He's cruising. Slider down the middle is a strike, 1-1. One one. It's hard to pull your starting pitcher when he's doing so well. Gio Gonzalez has been doing very well today. An outside four seamer hits the zone, one and two the count. Gonzalez has gotten hits in the majors before. He did play in the National League for a while. But he swings and misses at a two-seam fastball. He's 0 for 3 today with three strikeouts. Rondale a two-run home run that gave the White Sox the lead. And midway through to six is three to two good guys. Donovan Solano will come in to bat in the pitcher's spot. So Anderson, the relief pitcher for the Giants, who came in to get the last two outs of the last inning, will sit down. They'll have somebody else next inning. Gio Gonzalez remains out there because he only had 61 pitches as he began the sixth inning. And a 3-2 lead. He's 1-1 right now to Solano. The 219 hitting right-handed batter. Low inside changeup misses two and one. Gonzalez gets him to foul back a low changeup. Two and two, the count is even. Swung on and missed. Tailing inside with an off-speed pitch. Down at the shoelaces. The third strikeout for Gio. He's got one out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Wilmer Flores comes up with one out in the bottom of the sixth. 0 for one. Takes an inside 12-6 curveball for a strike. Sitting 274 right now with a 681 OPS. Takes a 12-6 curve low for a ball, 1-1. One one. Gonzalez quickly in the line, the pitch. Inside 12-6 curveball, 2-1. He's getting ready for his 70th pitch of the game. Very efficient so far today. As this one sent out in the left center field, Jimenez is going to trail back and catch this one over his shoulder. Wasn't real deep. It was just the line that he took to the ball. Kind of slowed up there, saying it's easier for me to catch this on the run than to get there and turn around to catch it. He was in control of it the whole time, though, as Austin Slater comes up with two outs in the bottom of the six. 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a lineout. Gio looks in for the sign. Grandal sets up on the inside portion of the plate. And this one's grounded to Madrigal right away. Picks it up. Sends it to Abreu at first. One, two. Three in the sixth inning for Gio Gonzalez, who's now pitching with a lead. After six, the Sacks lead here in San Francisco, three to two. John Del Gustave has 14 games under his belt. He's one and one over 17 innings, a 5.82 earned run average. Righties are hitting 120 against him, but lefties are hitting almost 300. 15 strikeouts, 15 walks. Tim Anderson comes in. He's the leadoff hitter for the game and the leadoff hitter 
here in the top of the seventh inning. And the righty, Gustave, throws a high outside four-seam fastball for a ball. 1-0 the count. Next offering, a low two-seamer, 2-0. Two so we've seen a four-seamer and a two-seamer from him. He likes to bring it. Sachs have been looking at a lot of off-speed pitches all day long today from Johnny Cueto. Kind of got to get in the mindset now that the, the pitches are going to speed up a little bit. Anderson cracks this one down the first baseline foul as Darrell Boston dives out of the way and drops his whistle. An outside two-seamer misses three and one. Seriously, the whistle thing was the stupidest thing ever, right, Sox fans? It was pretty stupid. What does he need a whistle for? Knock it off. Outside four seamer misses. And they walk Anderson right away. So the leadoff man is on. It's one of the best stealers of bases in baseball early on in the season, too. He's got a high count. And I'm sure the Sox want to add on to this lead. Leary Garcia's up. Garcia's one for three in this game. Stands on the left side of the plate with a righty pitcher. The first pitch on the way. Inside ball. 1-0 the count. I'm sure Posey is curious as to whether or not the Sacks are going to try to go after him. It'll be interesting to see here. He's a pretty good catcher. He has changed his stance considerably with Anderson on. He's almost standing. He's not in that relaxed catcher stance. He's got his butt straight up in the air like he's halfway standing as the ball's coming in. Meanwhile, it's 2-0 to Garcia. Now one down the middle on a two-seam fastball. Two and one the count. Catches the outside corner, two and two. So the count is even. Anderson's going now. Swung on and sent down the third baseline. This one is hooking towards the stands and is foul. As Garcia is trying to fend off the pitch. Anderson back over to first. Now they go outside and a little dribbler dies in front of the plate. Posey's going to get up, throw down to first. He gets him by a hair. It advances Anderson to second base. On a swinging bunt is all you can call that one by Garcia. Posey looks aggravated that Anderson ends up on second. They didn't want that. Now Abreu comes up with a runner in scoring position. He's 0 for 3 with a line out in the sixth inning. Came into this game hitting in the 280s, but he's down to 279, 10 home runs, and 27 RBI. Gustave's got one out here in the top of the seventh, and Anderson with a lead now at second. First pitch, check swing. He did not go. A curveball inside goes for a ball, 1-0 the count. Anderson has 13 stolen bases. He has been successful 86.7% of the time so far in 2020. Inside pitch, ripped down the third baseline, fair ball. It's going to roll into the corner. Here comes Anderson around. He is going to score easily. Abreu is going to go halfway and come back. He did not round first base well. He stumbled a little bit. and Didn't want to get thrown out, so he's going to get back to first base. He's still excited. He still pumps the fist. He still points into the dugout, all that good stuff. He stumbled coming around first, so he will not make it to second, but he does drive in the run, and Anderson and the Sox lead this game 4-2 as Aloya Menez in the four spot, hitting one for three today. Two strikeouts. And a base knock. And after he got that single, Grandal came up and right away hit a two-run home run and he scored. Takes an outside pitch from Gustave. 1-0. The count with one out at the top of the seventh and Abreu on first. 
Next pitch, a changeup, swung on and missed. He was over the top of it, one and one. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer, tailing in and high. Would have been a borderline pitch, probably would have been a ball, but it was close. One and two now to Jimenez. As the sun is starting to set, low slider, two and two the count. Weird start time today. Playing in the late afternoon. You might actually have the lights on before this is over. Four-seamer high, eye level, taken, and the count is full. Rondal's on deck. Got that average back up to 264. That guy rotates between the uh, 260s and the 230s a lot. Hopefully he starts staying up higher. The count is full to payoff pitch. Outside, he checked it up. Did he go? They're going to say he didn't. So Gustave throws a slider tailing away. Somebody has been paying attention in the Giants' dugout. He just can't throw it the same way as uh, Cueto. Jimenez luckily able to hold off. And now here comes Trevor Gott. 23 games pitched, 24 and two-thirds innings, a 4.01 earned run average. 24 strikeouts over those innings. So he's averaging about a strikeout an inning with nine walks. Lefty's hitting 220 against him. Righty's hitting 304. Now, Grandal's going to hit lefty because he's a right-handed pitcher. He's two for two with a home run and a single. Two RBIs in this game. He's hitting 264. He's up to 10 homers on the team. He is the fourth White Sox batter to make it to the double-digit home run club. And it is May the 9th. Outside curveball just catches the zone 0-1 with one out here in the top of the seventh inning. Sox batters saw Gott last night. He got in for a little bit. After the game, it got out of reach. And the Sox were in the driver's seat. But Grandal did not play in that game. And he swings and misses at an off-speed pitch tailing away low at the knees. So he's 0-2 quickly. His God is working away from him. Abreu leads off a second. Jimenez off a first. Low in the dirt on a four-seamer. One and two. Corral by Posey. One of the big reasons we have a lead is this man at the plate, Grandal. He's got a chance to extend it with a hit. Outside four-seamer misses. Count is even at two. Swings at one inside a four-seamer and charges it down the right field line. Hooking just foul. Now he puts one down the left field line on a four-seamer. Grandal fighting him off, protecting the plate. Now he puts this one over to second base. Double play ball here. Four to six to three. Second to short to first. The inning is over. So the relief pitcher for the Giants comes in and gets them out of the inning. But the White Sox lead this game four to two. And after they sing a song, the Giants will be up to bat. Hunter Pence stands in as Gio Gonzalez enters the seventh inning for the first time all season long. So the knock on Gio is that he can't pitch late in the games. The rumors that Kopech is coming. And now here he has maybe his best, most efficient performance to date as he enters the seventh inning. Steve Ciszek and Jace Fry, the righty and the lefty, warm up in the pen. Fry's been out there for a little while now, throwing off and on. 0-2 to Hunter Pence. Inside, 12-6 curveball misses. 1-2. Gonzalez started the inning with 71 pitches going into the seventh inning. The pitch. 
Sent down the first baseline, ripped out of the air by Jose Abreu. He grabs that line shot. The second time he's done that today, he's really throwing the leather today. It's an unassisted three line out. And Evan Longoria, who has the two-run home run that account for both runs for the Giants, steps up and swings and misses at a low changeup, 0-1 the count. Gio is well aware of who got him last time. But now Longoria lifts this one down the third baseline, hooking foul. So he is trying to pull one out again. He did not do well in his first at bat against Gio, but the next one he came up and buried one. Now he's going to hit well against the shift. Mandrigal is lined up almost behind second base, and he puts it where Mandrigal would have been in that big hole. And Longoria is going to end up with a double. So the shift does poorly for the Sox there. Now with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning, Gonzalez throws a high inside four-seam fastball to Brandon Bell for ball one. Change-up foul back, one and one the count is Longoria doing a little dancing at second base, the crafty veteran, trying to get Gio's attention, but Gio's a veteran too. He looks back, he looks forward, and he throws. Popped up in the center field, running over is Garcia. He cannot get to the ball. Longoria wasn't sure if he could get to it, so he only makes it to third base. He threw the ball in quickly. It dropped right in front of him as he was running across into the gap. Longoria was hung up in between second and third, not sure if he was going to make it. So all he could do is advance to third, but with one out, it's first and third. And the Sox are going to go out and talk to their pitcher. And they're going to go get uh, Gonzalez out of the game now, it looks like. They wanted to give a few extra pitches to Steve Ciszek there. They waited until the umpire came out. Now they're going to pull him. A nice game by Gio. I know he wanted to finish the seventh inning. He's got a really good pitcher coming in here to bail him out. He's got one out in the seventh, and he leaves with a 4-2 lead. Runners on first and third, though, for Steve Ciszek, who comes in for a 17th appearance. He's 1-0, three saves and three opportunities. And he also has 20 innings pitched with no runs given up. 23 strikeouts, 9 walks. Righty's hitting 158 against him. Lefty's hitting 104. He has been brilliant so far. He gets Buster Posey, the right-handed hitter, first. He's 1-for-2. With one out in the bottom of the seventh, he throws him a low sinker. Posey lays off it. 1-0. Posey's 2-for-10. That's a 200 average and two strikeouts against Ciszek all time. Ciszek has played in both the American and National League. So he's seen pretty much everybody at this point. Sinker chop foul, one and one. He's going to come in low. He's got a sinker and a slider that he locates well in the lower portion of the zone, which could induce a double play ball. Now he comes up high with a slider outside that misses two and one the count. Ciszek with the 2-1 pitch, almost hits Posey inside on a slider. Three and one with Brandon Crawford on deck, and they're coming alive here in San Francisco. Their team had the early lead, 2-0, before the Sox scored four unanswered, and now they're threatening. And he walked him on a sinker. That is the first time I have seen Steve Ciszek walk the leadoff guy that he saw, the first batter he saw, and I want to say 10 appearances. He has come out on fire right away normally. Now he gets Brandon Crawford with the bases loaded, one out. Crawford's over two with two ground outs so far. That bodes well if you're looking for the double play. He's got a 274 average, two home runs, and eight RBIs. He's a big shortstop. Bases loaded. 
First pitch grounded down the third baseline foul. 0-1 the count. Big moment in the game for both teams. Outside sinker just misses. 1-1 the count. Close pitch. I would say 60-70% to of Giants fans are up on their feet right now. They got most of this place sold today. Outside corner sinker misses. 2-1. C-Shack thinks those are strikes. Umpire saying they're not. From up here, I think he is off a little bit. I think they're balls. 2-1 the count. Rondell's got to get his pitcher into the zone. Crawford now waiting patiently with a 2-1 count. The lefty takes an outside slider for a ball 3-1. And, and could Steve Ciszek walk in a run here? He has been so consistent coming out of the bullpen for the White Sox. Down the middle, a slider. He did not offer at it. 3-2, and two, the count is full. Posey's on first. Belt's on second. Longoria's on third. Crawford's got a full count with one out here in the bottom of the seventh at the plate. A big pitch in this game. Swung on and sent to second. Mandrigal can't get the ball. It goes off the end of his glove. In the center field. Two runs are going to end up scoring. Throw comes in. Play at the plate. He's out of there. Leury Garcia let it fly. It bounced in on three bounces and still got the runner. Coming in, trying to tie the game in Brandon Belt. Belt ran out of gas coming down the line and started to stumble. The ball's bouncing in. It hits Grandal's glove, and all he has to do is hold on to it. His belt runs into him. He's out on the tag. He might have been out on a, a making contact with the catcher, but he was clearly out on the tag. There's two outs. A run did cross, first and second. And Ciszek quickly has two strikes on Steven Duggar. It's still 4-3 White Sox. That game was almost tied by a hair. The 1-2 pitch now to Doug around the way. Swung on and missed, and Ciszek's out of the inning. The Giants were that close to tying this game against the White Sox. It just got underneath Mandrigal's glove. Garcia with a heads-up throw. He gets it in. The play at the plate. Grandal with the tag, and Belt is out. And now in the top of the eighth inning, the White Sox still hold a 4-3 lead, and Tony Watson's going to come in. For his 12th appearance, 10 innings pitch, a 5.40 earned run average, six strikeouts and a walk. They're going to do a double switch here. We'll try to get you the details on that in a moment. Meanwhile, Nomar Mazara stands in against a left-handed pitcher. First offering outside on the sinker, 1-0. The count announced attendance tonight here at the ballpark, 39,693. They are packed in. While the White Sox hold a slim lead 4-3 over the San Francisco Giants. Mazzara swings and misses at a changeup tailing away. 1-1 the count. Sinker catches the zone. 1-2 the count. Aaron Bummer and Alex Colome are warming up. Currently in the bullpen. And in that double switch now, I can see him out in the outfield. Mike Yastrzemski has entered the game. As this one's up the middle, slow roller in the center field. And Mazzara, the leadoff man in the top of the eighth inning for the White Sox, is on. He's having a pretty nice game today. And Danny Mendick will come to the plate now with no outs in the top of the eighth inning. 1-0 the count against Mendick. As a low pitch misses from the lefty. He's 1-for-3 with a single on an RBI. Next pitch, a low inside changeup. Taken for a strike, one and one. Interesting news for Minnesota. 
their afternoon game has finally gone final. They lose to Kansas City by a score of 16-6 today in Minneapolis. So first place took a loss from a divisional opponent, got beat up all day long in a very long game. As this one misses to Mendick, 2-1 now the count from Watson. The pitch on the way. Hits the outside corner on a sinker, 2-2 two two the count. Watson checks Mazzara, the pitch. And he got him inside on a slider. Mendick slaps his helmet. He knows. He knows that they, that was one he should have swung at. It had enough of the plate. Nick Mandrigal comes up. He's 0 for 2. Mandrigal almost got that ball for a double play with the bases loaded. It gets just under his glove. It looked like on the replay it hit the tip of the glove and went out in a center field. Garcia was charging, though. He picks it up and throws it with all of his might. It does not get cut off coming in. It bounces three or four times. And Brandon Belt is out by a hair. And that's the only reason we're not tied at four right now. Mandrigal takes an inside pitch for a strike. He's quickly one and two with one out in the top of the eighth inning. And Mazzara on first. Next pitch down to second base. He's going to get through into right field. Mazzara's on his way into second. He'll hold there. First and second right now with one out. And we're going to see a pinch hitter. Let's see who it is. Edwin Encarnacion will come in. He's the first guy off the bench as a pinch hitter in this inning, and I'm sure he was told ahead of time, be ready, because you're going to be the guy, and we're going to go to the pen for somebody else. Cishak is not going to bat. And he fouls off a changeup, 0-1. Encarnacion normally sits in the middle of the order, well, normally fifth or sixth in the order. He's hitting 259 right now. He also has 11 home runs. 0-1. Rips this one down the first baseline. Fair ball into the corner. That is going to score Mazzara. Madrigal's coming around third. He is going to hold. Encarnacion is in the second. He has a double and a pinch hit roll. RBI double. And the White Sox get that run back and lead this game 5-3. That ball just gets over the bag and rolls. And now Tim Anderson, who's one for three, comes up, and they're going to intentionally walk Anderson to get to Leuri Garcia. And Jarlin Garcia is going to come in, and Jarlin got Leuri last night. Now let's see what the White Sox are going to do. The White Sox are going to have some fun here as well. Luis Roberts is going to come in as a pinch runner at second base. And James McCann is going to grab a bat and hit for Garcia. Now, I would imagine then that you're going to have a double switch. Robert will end up in center field defensively for the rest of the game. And after McCann bats, the pitcher's role will be pushed way back in the lineup going forward. First pitch is a strike to McCann. Now an inside slider. One and one the count. Bases are loaded. Sox put some speed on second there. Anderson's got speed at first. Now a ball up the middle. It's a base hit. Here comes Robert around third. One run's already in. The throw coming in. The play at the plate. He is safe under the tag. The pinch run and the pinch hit pay off for Ricky Renteria. And the White Sox get two runs on that. A chess match was won right there between two managers. They bring in a pitcher that had Garcia's number last night. The Sox instead bring in a runner for Encarnacion at second. And then bring in McCann to hit as well. 
He has a two RBI single, and the White Sox extend their lead to seven to three. And a high four-seam fastball is laid off. One and zero the count now to Abreu, who stands in one for four with a single and an RBI. You love it when a plan comes together, and a plan came together right there. Anderson's now standing on second. McCann on first. And Abreu puts this one over to short. There's a quick flip over to second, over to first, a double play, but too late now, San Francisco. The White Sox got you in that inning. It was almost tied. Very quickly, the tie turned, and the White Sox now lead this game by four. So Aaron Bummer will come in. The pitcher slot is now the number two spot in the order where McCann hit. Luis Robert remains in the game in center field with a double switch. Bummer, with a 1.37 earned run average, will face Mike Yastrzemski, who was put in the game because he doesn't normally start against left-handed pitching. And the White Sox had played the Giants perfectly here because Yastrzemski comes up now in the order after a double switch put him in there so he could hit. And they send Aaron Bummer out against him. And a low inside sinker is fouled off. So, so far, the chess match between the Sox and the Giants. The Sox have had every move going for them today. And we're not a National League team. We're playing this one well. A cut fastball swung on and missed. 0-2 the count. Bummer. As Mike Yastrzemski, who had a home run yesterday, down 0-2. Now he throws one in the dirt. Trying to get him to chase. 1-2. Here in the bottom of the eighth inning, the White Sox lead this game by 4-7-3. And a low sinker misses 2-2 two and two the count. Now, if you're wondering why Bummer's in when you have a big lead, the decision was made to warm up Bummer and Colome as that was swung on and missed. A cut fastball outside makes Yastrzemski look stupid. And he nods and smiles and says something in the direction of Bummer like, you got me and I looked foolish. And he's back to the dugout and there's one gone. Back when the decision was made, to have Bummer and Colome warm up, it was a one-run game. But everything worked out well. Encarnacion with the big pinch hit. He hits a double. He drives in a run. Then the Giants elect to load up the base paths. Then the White Sox put Robert on second base for Encarnacion. And bring up James McCann to pinch hit for Garcia. He hits a two-run single. And all of a sudden, instead of it being a one-run game, it's a four-run game. Now Wilmer Flores is up, and Bummer's pouring him in. He's 1-2 and two on him. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer. He made him look stupid, too. Two outs now in the bottom of the eighth inning for Bummer, who struck out the first two guys he faced. He's filthy when he comes in, and he's well-rested. He's one of the best. When he's got everything going for him, he's on the right amount of rest. He hasn't been laid on the shelf for too long. He is difficult to deal with as A.C. Slater. I don't even know if his middle initial is uh, C. Austin Slater comes in 0 for 3. He takes a strike down the middle, 0 and 1 the count. Two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. It has had its moments this game. And for Giants fans, they have to have their hands in their heads wondering what next. Ten wins only coming into this game on May 9th. And currently, on a seven-game losing streak, also coming into this game. Bummer throws one low, two and one the count. Rondell sets up inside, and Bummer puts it right into the glove. Cut fastball, low and inside, swung on and missed, two and two. The sun is set, or is almost set here now. 
in his late afternoon start as the sinkers fouled off down the first baseline. Just peeking up over the horizon over the Pacific. As a sinker misses low, count is full with Hunter Pence on deck. Bummer does not want to let Slater off the hook here. Struck out the first two in this inning. He doesn't want to put on unnecessary base runners. The pitch on the way. Swung out and missed an inside cut fastball. He came in a little bit more than he did on the last swinging strike. Sits down the side. One, two, three. All three strikeouts. We go to the top of the ninth, leading seven to three. Wandy Peralta comes in for his only eighth game of the season. He's just been promoted recently. He's 0-1, 1-2 in save opportunities. Six innings pitched and a 3.00 earned run average. Eloy Jimenez is 1-3 for three with a single and a run scored. He will kick off the ninth inning for the White Sox. First offering catches the outside corner on a slider, 0-1 the count. I see Kelvin Herrera warming up in the bullpen with a four-run lead. It doesn't look like Renteria is going to his closer in the ninth. You also may stick with Bummer, although whenever he puts Bummer in for two innings, you lose him for a few games, and they got no rest here for a while. So he also might preserve the arm of Aaron Bummer and say your night is done as well. We'll see what happens. The 1-1 pitch. Inside slider, 2-1. and one. Herrera has a closer's mentality. He has closed games before in his career. He was a back-end relief pitcher for a while. As a low changeup is taken, 3-1 and one now to Jimenez. Some folks trying to clear out of here, but not all of them. That's a ball. Ball four, Jimenez goes down to first base. I don't see any White Sox fans leaving. Rondell got things going for the White Sox in a big way early on in this game. Took a 2-1 game and made a 3-2 White Sox with a two-run home run out in the right field. He stands up at the plate right now, two for three in this game. He's batting from the right side against a left-handed pitcher. Peralta puts one outside, a two-seamer, 1-0 the count. No outs here on the top of the ninth inning. Rondal actually has a history against Peralta. Three for seven lifetime against him. So even though he has not pitched in many games this year and wasn't up to begin the season, these guys have seen each other. The 1-0 pitch. Sent out down the right field line, a towering shot, tailing back towards the pole. It'll be caught in front of the 309 sign. Jimenez will not advance. I think he thought that was going to get down. I would have liked to have seen him tag on that. Once it looked like there might be a catch made. He got deke somehow, or Daryl Boston wasn't paying attention. It's an inside changeup, goes for a ball. to Nomar Mazzara, 1-0 the count. I remember when I used to live on the West Coast and Sacks would come and play the Dodgers or they'd play the Angels or anybody. Anybody I could get a ticket to. When I was in Northern California, I was really in Reno, Nevada, which is right on the border. I never made it to Oakland. I never made it over to San Francisco. I, I thought I was going to be there longer. And then all of a sudden jumped from one job to another one very quickly and I, I missed out. I did it in the offseason. But I will tell you this. When you're a Sox fan, especially on the West Coast, you know there's not a lot of you. You go to these games on the road, it's like a fraternity. You show up, you become best friends with complete strangers. You're buying beers for each other because you're wearing Saks uniforms. And you're staying, especially in a game like this. Because the West Coast people like to talk trash. You don't realize this about them. These Saks fans were taking garbage even though their team is much better 
during this game. Especially in that inning where the Giants almost came back. Mazzaro's going to draw a walk. He is looking so much better up at the plate. And he has seen left-handed pitching over the last couple days when normally they've been platooning him and Angle. Ricky Renteria has given him a shot, and he is actually showing some growth this second time around facing whatever's up there and starting regularly. Two on, one out. Danny Mendick comes in and takes a fastball down the middle. 0-1 the count. Jimenez is on second. Mazzara's on first. Mendick swings at a changeup and fouls it back 0-2 quickly. So Peralta puts two on, but Mendick wants the swing. Now he puts this one into right field, a base hit. We're going to see if Jimenez comes around. He is going to try. There's going to be a throw home. He is safe under the tag. Belt cut it off. Quickly spun and threw it home, thinking that would put a little bit of extra oomph on the ball. It might have been the reason Jimenez scored. I don't think he needed to cut it off and then throw it. Next pitch chopped over to second. They're going to take the force out, but they will not get a speedy Nick Madrigal down the first baseline. A fielder's choice it'll go for as he grounds the second base, but beats out the possible double play. So two outs in the top of the ninth inning, first and third, and Luis Robert comes in. Robert batting in the ninth spot right now. He was part of a double switch after he pinch ran for Edwin Encarnacion. He will get in a bat. He's one and one against the lefty Peralta. Mandrigal, who hit a double play ball that didn't turn into a double play because of his speed, is on first. As Robert grounds this one to short, fielder's choice will get Mandrigal at second base. And the inning is over. The White Sox get an insurance run. They lead 8-3 midway through the ninth inning. Kelvin Herrera comes in for the ninth. This game's already out of reach enough. It's not a safe situation, but he's got 14 games under his belt. He's 0-2 over 17 innings. A 5.29 earned run average, 16 strikeouts to 8 walks. He will face Hunter Pence. The 3, the 4, the 5 in the lineup for the Giants are up here first. And Pence lays off a close pitch on the outside corner. Ball one on a four-seamer from Herrera. The Giants are chasing five. It is eight to three in San Francisco. And Herrera puts this one below the knees, 2-0 now. Next pitch, low and away, 3-0. So three straight balls from the White Sox relief pitcher coming in. And in my mind, when you have a five-run lead, put it down the middle, let him hit it, let your defense play. Puts this one down the middle, it's fouled back. 3-1 and one the count on a four-seamer. You don't play around. Don't put on base runners. You've got a cushion. Down the first baseline, snagged by Abreu. He's been a vacuum cleaner all day. He's going to go over and touch first, and there's the first out of the inning. As Evan Longoria comes up, he's 2-3 for three with a single and a home run. Two RBIs in this game, both of those on these two-run blasts. The righty stands in against Herrera with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. Outside cut fastball just misses. 1-0 the count. Next offering, charge the short and gets just between Anderson and Nick Mandrigal, who was actually playing on a shift, but directly behind second base almost. Longoria beats his own shift, and he's on first with one out. Brandon Belt comes to the plate. You don't even care about Longoria at this point. Swung on and missed a four-seam fastball. 0-1 the count. Sox lead 8-3. There were some tense moments earlier in this game as a changeup is swung on and missed 0-2 from Herrera. The Giants almost tie this game 
But the tying run is thrown on at the plate by Leori Garcia. He was the trailing run. They're trying to get two RBIs on a single up the middle. Struck him out. A close call at the knees. I don't even know if Grandal thought it was a strike. He didn't react that way. The batter certainly didn't. But the umpire said, let's finish this thing. Two outs down to bottom of the ninth as Buster Posey comes up. One for two with a single in the fifth inning. As the Giants are down to their last out with a runner on first and Longoria trailing by five. After Garcia threw out the runner, Sox came back in the next half inning and put up three runs. And it was all over from there on out, at least to this point. Gio Gonzalez with a really nice start today. He gave up the two-run home run, but that was really his only problem. I think he gets charged with the third run in that sixth inning, or seventh inning it was, in the seventh inning. They crossed the plate because he put him on. It was Ciszek who gave up the hit. And luckily for everybody, Garcia gunned down, if you can call it that, about six or seven times. The trailing runner. And a nice tag put on by Grandal. Two and two to Posey as Herrero tries to finish off this game for the Sox and give them the first two victories of this three-game set that will conclude tomorrow. And according to the schedules being carried nationally, but I'll still be broadcasting, as this one's ripped down the third baseline, fair ball. It's going to slowly roll to the wall. Jimenez is not going to get to it in time to stop Longoria from scoring. It's going to be a double that drives in Longoria. So Herrera gives up a run. Posey's on second with two outs, and it's 8-4. to four. Brandon Crawford comes to the plate. The lefty. Stands in with a runner on second. His team trailing by four. First pitch, chopped the short. T.A. picks it up, over to first. And this ball game is over. The White Sox. Little hiccup in the ninth, but it doesn't matter. Gio Gonzalez gets the win. A very nice effort from him today. Goes seven and a third innings. White Sox, it was a team effort. A lot of the guys on the bench came out and played at some point. We saw Encarnacion come off the bench and hit a double. It drove in a run. And Luis Robert come in as a pinch runner and just get underneath a tag as one of the insurance runs. Well managed, well pitched, well played. Sox take the first two of this three-game set against San Francisco, eight to four. They get eight runs on 13 hits. San Francisco, four runs on eight. The Giants had an error. The winning pitcher, Gonzalez, goes to 4-0. The losing pitcher, Cueto, only had five and a third innings pitched. Gave up seven hits with three earned runs. Five strikeouts to two walks, but they pulled him. After the two-run home run by Grandal made it three to two. They were impatient and pulled Johnny Cueto. And then the Sox got to the bullpen. Yasmani Grandal, two for four with the two-run blast. And two runs scored in this game. is going to be named your MVP. Tim Anderson, one for three with a double and a run scored. Edwin Encarnacion goes one for one in a pitch hit roll with an RBI double. And Nomar Mazzara goes two for three with a run scored. But let's not forget about the great base running. We saw Luis Robert with a great base running play where he gets home. We saw Nick Mandrigal all over the base paths today, stretching, uh, you know, one base in the two, beating out a possible double play. We saw Leary Garcia get a runner at the plate. We saw Grandal with great defense. We saw Abreu. He was a vacuum over at first base today. A total team effort for the White Sox as they win yet another game and hand the Giants their eighth straight loss. They're going to try to make a ninth straight and sweep them out of San Francisco tomorrow. You will see Reynaldo Lopez on the mound. Remember, this was all brought to you by the fine folks over at Cork and Carey at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. 
Use Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. See that great menu and support a fine Southside establishment and a local business. These businesses that can't open need your help. I want them there once we get through this, and we will get through it. Remember the box score, all the stats, the post-game analysis on SoxOn35th.com as they have partnered with us. My name is Chris Lanuti. Thank you very much for tuning in to another White Sox simulated game and a simulated season ever since opening day. From Sox in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.